Jason said 260 now. Yeah, right? yeah. I actually, uh, made, I, right before I came down here on the flight, I weighed in at 259.4. So mm-hmm. not quite 260, but close enough, you know. Where's, what's the goal with that? Like, where, where do you want to get to? Right. And what does that do for you? Right. Right. Um, honestly, I, I didn't plan on it, uh, to be honest. I've been working out at the facility, so I've been working with the strength coaches over there, and they got me on a pretty good strength, uh, strength program. I feel a lot stronger, for sure. And, that uh, that weight just came with it for sure. What does feeling stronger feel like to you? Is that how the ball yeah. feels off? Is it in the weight room? Yeah. What is it, what is it, it just feels more explosive. Um, I, I don't know if it is, I can describe it. When I was in the cage the other day, I just felt a lot more explosive than I do at this point in the off season, man. And so now I'm just really ready to get into some live abs, maybe some matchups to see how I can, you know, how it feels uh, during, you know, in game play. Jupiter now, what does a typical day look like for you? Are you working with Cheo? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. So he's um, broken it down for me. He, he really wants me to go through this whole process. So uh, I'll actually break it down for you. I get there probably around 9.45, I stretch out, and then I go work with Cheo uh, at about 10 for about 30 minutes to an hour based on what he wants me to work on that day, whether it's uh, first step quickness, whether it's uh, tracking balls, whether it's uh, coming up and get it, whether it's um, you know my motion towards throwing somebody out. Um, and then so 30, 30 minutes to an hour, I would say, then I would hop right into the cage. We work out right by the uh, the, the four cages out there in the back. Um, and I'll hit in there for maybe like 45 minutes to an hour as well. Um, sometimes Donnie will be in there with me. So if he's in there with me, you know, uh, talk to me a little bit. It'll be a little bit longer. Um, and then afterwards, I'll go to the strength and conditioning and uh, probably lift. And if I have to run that day, I'll run. So that takes about an hour, 30 minutes. I'll get back home around 2.30 based on what I get for lunch that day. <laughs> Are you happy with the progress you've made defensively? Oh yeah, in the off season, yeah. Um, so we've been working on in the in the strength and conditioning. I've been working on movements, uh, being a little bit quicker lat- uh, laterally. Um, and you know, I, I grew fast, and they, and they uh, told me that. So it was just a little bit difficult. I was a little bit behind catching up to you know how my body moved. But they've definitely helped me out a lot with that in this off season. I just have to continue doing my drills so I can maintain it. How is that? Like you talked about adding. Size, right. Um, keeping the mobility. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and uh, they don't want me to lose that either. Um, the thing is, I, I put on this weight during the in the off season, but usually uh, after I run a few a little bit during the the regular season, that water weight I'll, I'll lose a little bit of it. And so, mo- mobility wise, I feel pretty good. I feel kind of like how I did. Um, how fluid I was um, last off season, but just a little bit stronger and it's a little bit more explosive. If that makes sense. I know the goals are to win a championship right. this year, but individual goals. With the way you finished yeah. last year, with the power yeah. surge, what, what would be realistic numbers? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think um, honestly, I would like to start driving the ball a little bit more, a little bit earlier on. As the season went on, I started driving the ball a lot, a lot better. Um, and I think that's just a, a kind of a vague goal to have right now. And usually, my dad and I we talk about specific, you know, uh, stats goals that was to do with stats later on. And uh, once I do, we'll get back to you. Um, and there's some stats goal I met last season, and, and some that I didn't. So we'll try to you know do a better job of. Uh, you know, bearing down this year. Thirty home runs, realistic. <laughs> I would like it to be, yes, sir. Yeah, I would like it to be for sure. Jordan, dating back to November, right. Jose Lock has said that his ideal starting outfield for 2024 would be mm-hmm. Martin Barr, Tommy Edmund, and you. Mm-hmm. Hearing that, what, what does that do for your confidence, knowing yeah. that you're going to come in in 2024 and have a consistent role, especially knowing how much strides you made defensively last year? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it, it means a lot, first of all. Um, but that, that was my goal out the gate to, to be the starting uh, right fielder for sure. So I put a lot of work in this uh, off season. But to hear him say that definitely it meant a lot to me for sure.
Oh, sorry. You think at all about this time last year you were sitting up there yeah. talking about trying to make the team. Right. Did you reflect, you know, when you got away from it and reflect on all the things that you did last season? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I took that time, you know, kind of after the season. Um, you know, body's tired after the season, obviously, but there's a little bit of, like, I don't know, just nostalgic feeling to it. Just look back on the season. Um, yeah, sometimes it felt long uh, based on how my body felt uh, at the end of the year, but I look back, it went really by really quickly, and so I have to you know, remind myself to enjoy you know, every part of baseball because it is a really fun sport to play. What do you feel like you learned most about yourself? The most, I'm sorry, most about myself? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that's a good question, man. Um, I think I learned uh, that I'm going to have to, you know, i got to forget some of the things I learned coming up here because um, having all these veterans, having all these coaches, man, they've they taught me a lot about the game. And that I think the one thing I learned about myself is that I have to always be able to adjust and, and be coachable, to be honest, because you never know. I, I, don't, I didn't ever feel like I, I, I knew, you know, the whole game because they're always teaching me something. Jordan, what did you, what did you see in Mason mm. Yeah, um, honestly, um, yeah, I, I think everybody struggles. It just happened to him at the uh, that it happened at the beginning. Um, but I wasn't worried. About, I'm not worried about him at all. I've seen him hit like for what 2020, 2020. I've seen him hit for four years now. I know that he can handle it, and I, I know the type of player that he is. And I think that he just needs to, you know, relax, just like how I had a problem relaxing. I think we're, the, we're we're pretty similar when it comes to that. And once he, you know, fully relaxes, he can play his game. He's going to be a great hitter. He's going to be a great defender, as you guys know. So no problem with him at all. You mentioned that he, when he gets to a level, he kind of struggles, adjusts, yeah. then takes off. Yeah. Um, and you as know better than anybody what, right. that, what that looks like from the outside. Yeah. Is that his competitiveness? Is that how analytical he okay. is? Yeah, no, I think it just goes with this competitiveness as well. We, we're always competing, whether it's on the baseball field or off playing video games. He'll say he's better than me at video games. I'll, I'll disagree with that. Um, but he's always competitive. Everything we do, you know, um, when it came to, you know, either, either sports or uh, just pretty much anything. When it comes to, you know, arguing who's the best basketball player of all time, I'll argue Jordan, he argues LeBron. But he's competitive with that. Um, so it's just, I think it's the competitive spirit that he has. What kind of better can he be? What, I mean, what, uh -huh. For those of us Really haven't seen that day day. I think he's going to be a, a really good hitter for average, but I think he has some power. I think people sleep on his power a lot, so I think he's going to hit a little bit more home runs than people think he's going to be. So I think he's going to be a pretty complete hitter when it comes down to it. Jordan, uh, Mitch was about second to here this morning. Oh, yeah. He talked about, uh, said that you've given him some advice about going to the spring training yeah. spot on yeah. roster and he's in. Yeah. Um, how do those conversations come up and yeah. some of the things that you've kind of uh, given him as kind of a Absolutely, yeah. I mean, it, for guys like that, it's, it's kind of hard to give advice in my situation because he's just so good. Like, what am I going to tell him? You know what I'm saying? Um, when it comes to the game, I, don't, I shouldn't tell him anything. He just keep doing what he's doing. Um, unbelievable athlete. I don't know if you guys have seen him. And I, have you guys? He, he's an unbelievable basketball player, unbelievable bowler. He's kind of like the Mookie Betts of the Cardinals, of, uh, I would say. Um, but yeah, it's hard to tell a guy, you know. I give advice to someone who's that good. Um, when it comes to it, I, I just kind of you know give them little tidbits and just on how it's going to go. Your first uh, like full spring training and things like that, and I expect them, you know, to be up pretty soon as well. So I was just trying to give them you know a few heads up about some things, just how things work and, and how uh, he's going to go about some things. Oh yeah, absolutely, for sure. What's it like every day? I mean, is he 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I would like it like that. I wouldn't want him to sugarcoat it at all. Um, I feel like when you're sugarcoating it, you're trying to keep from hurting someone's feelings. But no, I mean, sometimes you're going to have to hurt someone's feelings if you don't want to be good at something, for sure. So, yeah, absolutely. He's definitely tough on me. George, what went into the decision to spend, you know, this offseason down in Florida and you're preparing the team complex? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, so these, uh, the. Um, strength and conditioning coaches, they told me, you know, they want to have eyes on me. And I feel like I trust them because they've seen me all season. They've seen how my body worked. They know better than any, you know, strength coach, like, what to do and things like that. So I had that trust with them. They've been working with me, and I've been really happy with the results so far. Jordan, last year, I mean, there was seven different guys that you played right. next to in center yeah. field. Absolutely. With Tommy Edmond as the stated center fielder yeah. going into the year, what, what kind of value can that have to just know I'm going to play next to this guy? Oh, a major value. Um, as you saw, Tommy Edmond's a fantastic outfielder, you know, and if any of that rubs up on me, I feel like that's that's a pretty good thing for sure. Oh, absolutely. So, yeah, if, if I can just pick his brain a little bit, you know, talk to him a little bit, what he sees, because um, his jumps and his routes are, are very, very, very good, and that's something that I really wanted to focus on this offseason. Um, and I think that's just the first step as well. So once I get that down packed, you know, getting the balls, tracking the balls, and then using some of my athleticism can definitely become uh, help him become a great outfielder. Um, so just that communication is very important, I believe, if that answers your question. Are, uh, are, are jumps and routes the thing that you can measure against the baseline? Like, are there videos or testing that shows you were here and now you're here? Or yeah. Field yeah, actually. Um, so uh, when I'm working with Chayo, he said he looked at video. Um, he said when my jumps were better than others. Um, and it actually comes to uh, – actually, I'm glad you asked that because it comes to the thing we are talking about the other day. Um, I have a tendency to start, like, uh, when I see a ball, I go after it, and then I try to make sure that, you know, I read it right, so I come back on my heels a little bit more. And he's been really working with me and teaching me to just go after it, trust your gut instinct. And uh, so he said he can tell the difference between me getting to a ball um, later in the season and uh, earlier in the season, like kind of the same ball. Um, and so I think that's just something, you know, that helps. It's not always maybe, a, um, you know, whether you're, you're athletic enough or not. It's just based on, like, a mental mindset of, you know, trusting your first gut instinct. How much is and some yeah, some players talk about how it, it comes off the bat. Um and and I think maybe part of my issue is I, I couldn't really tell, um, to be honest. You know, sometimes it sounded harder than it actually was. Um and so I really don't wanna, you know, trust that as much. I kinda just wanna like trust my eyes a little bit more than my ears. George, you made the jump from Springfield, go to St. Louis and you spent some time in Memphis. What did last year teach you about kind of the the differences uh -huh. between minor league ball and yeah. what it takes to thrive in the big leagues and yeah. the attention to detail and things like that. Yeah, I, I feel like um, when it comes to that, I have, the big leagues get to be a lot more consistent. I have to be on a lot a lot more than I would have to in the minor leagues. I'm not saying the minor leagues is easy because it's definitely not. Um, but in the big leagues, they made, they made less mistakes. So those mistakes, I, have, I would have to capitalize on them when they did make them, those mistakes. And so I would have to be better, you know, a lot more consistently. You know, having, if that makes sense. That experience yeah. like, to lean back on? Like, yeah. Now you've, you've got that internalized a little bit. How right. much does that help you? Does it give you, a, like, an added confidence going into this year because there's less that's – you're, you're like you know what to expect to yeah. understand? Yeah, um, I, I actually always don't think I, I know all of what I, you know, need to know. Um, but, yeah, definitely if your question was, does it give me confidence? Absolutely. Um, having my first year is definitely something I can look back on. Definitely a first step in my career, and it definitely helps me with my confidence-wise, for sure. Jordan, you were, you were asked, you know, what you feel like a tougher hitter Mason can be. Yeah. Um, after a year of the big leagues, what sort of a hitter do you feel like you 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I've always wanted to be a hitter that can drive the ball. And now that I've seen for a year how they how they pitched me last year and um, what to expect, you know, talking to Goldie and talking to Arenado, how my approach should be at the plate, I thought I was going to be a consistent, you know, hitter that drives the ball to all parts of the field and I can drive the ball over the wall. So I expect I want to um, also be a consistent hitter as well. I want to be able to hit the ball and, and get on base by hitting the ball um, higher than the average, you know what I'm saying? So I want to hit for average and I want to hit for power. And I believe, based off of the first season, if I make those adjustments uh, this offseason, that I can do both of those. Jordan Brendan, Donovan was in here before you were. He was pretty blunt about saying this team's going to look different next year in terms of Right. Um, I honestly haven't talked to him too much about it. Most of my conversations with him have been about, uh, you know, hitting the baseball. So uh, whenever I get a chance to talk to him in the cage, he, he he's actually kind of been one of my hitting coaches. I think he to say he sees what I'm doing and uh, he sees, uh, you know, what I can work on, what, you know, why I'm pulling off the ball in the cage, maybe, or why I'm cutting myself off in the cage. He's the guy to talk to you about that. So most of our conversations have been hitting wise. Sorry about that. What is Brendan Donovan like as a leader? Yeah, yeah, he's stoic, man. He'll tell you exactly how it is, and I wouldn't want it any other way. Um, he he will hurt your feelings, that's for sure. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I think that's a good thing about him. And he tells you exactly how it is. He gets to the point. He makes it short and quick. But you know, you know, he loves you, and you know, you. Um, he wants the best for you, and so whenever you, he you see, he sees something that you're doing wrong, he'll he'll let you know for sure. Does he, does that happen with you in terms of saying you play in the outfield, or like what would be the example of what you said? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, towards the beginning of the off season, um, we were hitting the cage, and he was just talking about my hip mobility, uh, which has gotten a lot better um, as like throughout the whole off season. But he was like, yeah, you can't hit like this. <laughs> like, yeah. I was like, you got to get those hips right and things like that. So, I mean, obviously, uh, he, he was telling me, and he wanted the best for me, but he wasn't trying to hurt me in any way as well. And I'm, I'm glad he did tell me that. So, with the strength coaches I've been working with them, they've also told me that as well. But um, he's the first person to tell me as blunt as that, for sure. <laughs> During winter warm-up is a unique experience. You're able to go on the road in a different way, meet different people, meet fans. Can you talk about what that does for the camaraderie between the team when you right. go out and do some more yeah. fun things? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so you're talking about the the, the whole winter warm-up experience. Yeah, I, I'm having a, I'm having a great time over here. Absolutely. So we got to travel. We got to see fans everywhere, and just seeing how they are excited. Uh, I went to the Peoria route. So seeing how excited they are, man, like that, that gives you a different feel for the game. Like you know, you, you I mean, obviously we're, we're playing for them. Um, I play for them. I play for my family, and so being able to see how excited they are. Um, how much they want you to succeed gives you just an extra drive to be better. If that answers your question. You mentioned text chains among your players. <laughs> you're going to see a hungry ball club. Yeah. Who's the drivers of that? Who's Who's picking up? Who's motivating guys? Yeah, uh, actually, I would say Donnie's a, a, a head driver. Um, just of the, I, I I haven't talked to him. You know, our one-on-one conversations haven't been like that. But the group chat, yeah, he's you know talking about. He's usually the one pumping us up. Um, last year, you know, it was Wayne Wright. But I mean, once we all convene and, and see each other in this uh, in spring training, I think that uh, there's going to be some talks, and there's gonna definitely going to be some guys, you know, motivating the group. And uh, that leads me into my, I'm really excited to meet these new guys, um, like Lance Lynn, Sony Gray, Kyle Gibson. I've heard a lot about them and a lot about their leadership. So I'm looking forward to them to, uh, you know, help drive the group as well.
Jordan, when Donovan was in here, he talked about it was mostly in the batter's box, but sometimes it's best just to not think. Yeah, and yeah. You, you were talking about in the outfield sometimes yeah. trusting your instinct. Absolutely. Things you might be focusing on this offseason out there. Trust your instinct and maybe not think as much. Yeah, actually, he put it he put it perfectly. Yeah, Don usually has the right way to say it. Yeah, just not think. You trust your instincts, absolutely. Because when you get to thinking, that's kind of, you know, when things go a little bit haywire.